try to stick with the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, I'm just offering value. 20% of the time, I'm selling and promoting. So there's many weeks that I don't sell anything, but I'm still emailing every Thursday. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. My next guest is not only wonderful to talk to, but she's extremely brilliant. And I'm sitting here reading her newest book. It's called Two Weeks Notice. If you haven't picked it up, you've got to. Her name is Amy Porterfield. And we talk about quitting your job, making more money, and really working from anywhere in the world. We talk about the you factor. The difference in anything that you do comes down to you. And we also dive into how she's using social media to grow her presence and grow her lists. I asked a lot of questions because I was very curious as to how she's been able to grow her presence not only on social, but outside with her newsletter and her podcast. This one gets into the details. So pay attention, take some notes, and do yourself a favor. Buy her new book, Two Weeks Notice. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a Success Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Tristan Almada, and today I've got the amazing... Amy Porterfield, and I'm excited to talk to her because she's got a new book out. Amy, you got a new book. I do. I'm so excited. Two weeks notice. I love it. So let's just go right into this and talk about two weeks notice. Where did the idea come from? Because just by reading the title, I'm thinking, okay, is this about quitting my job? Is this about (laughs) maybe preparing for or a new business? Is this, what is this about? Where did the idea come from? So a little all of the above. So the tagline is find the courage to quit your job, make more money, work where you want and change the world. And here's how this came about. 14 years ago, I left my very last nine to five job. I was the content director for peak performance coach, Tony Robbins. And I got to travel the world and work on the content that Tony does on stage at like Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny. If you know Tony, you know those amazing events. And it was a really good job. But here's what happened. Tony decided to do somewhat of a focus group where he brought in a bunch of online business owners to this one very important meeting. And I was brought in to take notes. Someone needed to take notes that day. I got volunteered. So there I was sitting at a side table taking notes for this really important meeting. And I didn't know who these guys were. They were all men. And Tony went around and he said, tell me more about your businesses. And all I heard them talk about was freedom. It was very clear that these guys worked when they wanted, where they wanted, how they wanted. They were as creative as they wanted to be. They were building their own courses and memberships and masterminds. They were doing incredible things in all different industries, like relationship building, investing, real estate, marketing. It was all different industries. But I was like, what is happening? I realized for the first time I had never been my own boss. I've always had bosses. I've never called the shots. And for some reason in that moment, I thought, I want what these guys have. I don't know what they're doing, but I got to figure this out. So fast forward a year later, and I officially went out on my own to build my own business. So I wrote the book, Two Weeks Notice, 
to show other people what it takes to create a runway to quit your job in a way that is full of integrity and also how to start your business from scratch the minute you leave that job. So that's what the book's about. I like that. And look, I did take a look at the book, so I'm cheating. All right. <laughs> so I have an advantage over a lot of people listening. And by the way, pick up the book on, on Amazon or on your website. I know it's there. Uh, let's talk about content is queen. I want to start kind of towards the middle end of this. Cool. Yes. Tell me about content is queen because we all hear content is king and it's important, but what's your take on this? So here's the thing. One of the biggest questions I get asked from my students who are building businesses online is how do I grow an audience? I'm really struggling to even get more people on my social media or more importantly, how to get people on my email list. And they really struggle with not having enough people. Real quick, I got to tell you a story. I was about one year into building my own business. And in the beginning, I did social media for small businesses. I don't do anything like that now, but that's how I started. And I decided I was going to launch my first digital course about a year into my business. And I put it all together, although I had no idea what I was doing. And I uh, sent it out into the world thinking, I'm going to make $100,000. I have no doubt. I'm making $100,000. I have a good background in marketing. I'm starting to build up my audience a little bit. And it, I looked around and it looked like everyone else was making hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Because social media is only the highlight reel. And I made a whopping $267, $267, and I was crushed. For the record, my program was $297, but by the time you you backed out a few thousand dollars in expenses, I didn't even cover one unit. I hate to admit that I, I cried for about a week. I was devastated. I made it mean that I wasn't meant to be an entrepreneur. I wasn't smart enough to figure this out. But the truth was one of the glaring mistakes I made is I didn't have an audience. And the reason I didn't have an audience is because I wasn't creating weekly original content. So I put a stake in the ground for my students. And this is what I say. It is paramount that you are creating new content every week. And what that looks like is either you are podcasting or you are blogging, or you are doing a video show every week, rain or shine. That includes you could just do a live Q&A on Instagram every week, but your audience knows on this date and time, you're going to put out new content. So it does two things. It's very powerful. This is what most of your competitors won't do. So if you're looking for an edge, it's content. It does two things. Number one, It casts a wide net to attract your audience. A podcast is one of the best ways to do this. You get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you're being pushed out to people that normally would never find you. So you're starting to build your audience. Number two, it nurtures the audience you already have. So if you already attract people into your world, you've got to keep them interested with value every week so that you become their go-to source. So weekly original content is to attract a bigger audience and engage the audience you already have. Okay. I like that. And do you suggest you should make a show that's at the same time, same day, kind of like a routine? Absolutely. So I do this in two ways. Number one, I think, let's say you have a podcast. So for me, my podcast comes out every single Thursday morning, rain or shine. I also do Tuesday, but I'm best known for Thursday because I've done Thursday forever. Now I do two shows a week, but in the beginning I just did one because that was all the bandwidth I had. And so every Thursday morning, you know, you're going to get a new podcast from me, but I also take it an extra mile. Every Thursday, I email my list 
saying, I've got a new podcast for you. That's the nurture part. Here's what it's about. Here's why you don't want to miss it. And if I didn't email my list every Thursday morning, reminding my audience I have a podcast, my downloads would go down. The reason I have over a million downloads a month on my podcast is because I go the extra mile and I remind my audience that the podcast is live. And so I really do believe that extra step makes all the difference. All right. A million downloads a month. Do most of these come from the repetition of the emails more than social? Do you know what that combination looks like? I wouldn't know exactly where those downloads come from. I just know that there are a few weeks where we were in special promotions where I didn't email my list and Uh we saw the downloads go down by thousands, uh, if not even more because of that. And so the lesson it taught me was even if you have loyal listeners, uh, just reminding them, people are busy. People have got a lot going on. Just reminding them that this new content is out goes a long way. And sometimes they'll open up the email. They will not click the link to go listen, but we know that I'm on their app and I'm going to pop up for them. And now they've got that reminder. So even seeing my email every Thursday morning, just the subject line is a great reminder. So it's a step that I would never skip. I like this because now the entrepreneurs, solopreneurs that are listening in, you add your business to this and think what what is it that you're going to talk about? But now let's build a list, right? Yes. Let's build a list and let's show up consistently on social, same time, same day. But where do we start when it comes to building a list? I'm so glad you asked because I thought, I hope we're going to go there because this is one of my this most is favorite. Specialty. Yeah. This is them. my most favorite topic. Yes. So in my book, Two Weeks Notice, there's an entire chapter devoted to how to grow an email list from scratch. And the reason why that had to be part of my book is I learned from very, very early on in my entrepreneurial journey, without a list, you likely won't have a thriving email or thriving business. And here's why. Social media is important. Everybody should be using social media to build their business online. However, if you only use social media, you are building your business on rented land. At any moment, Elon Musk on Twitter or Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook and Instagram can change that algorithm and boom, how you were doing business will absolutely change. You do not want to put all your eggs in one basket where you don't even control that. It is out of your control. What you do control is your email list. So let me tell you a quick story. It wasn't too long ago that Facebook and Instagram, this was last year, went down, completely went black. And we could not even communicate with each other. It was like the world had ended for a minute. It just so happened that that morning I had sent out an email to a segmented part of my list, reminding them that I had a program. I had it for a few years, but they hadn't yet purchased. And I reminded them why it was important. That day I made thousands and thousands of dollars when social media went black. That's the power of an email list. Email will convert four times higher than your social media will. And the thing is you want both. Both are important. And remember how I talked about, let's say you have a podcast. You're going on that podcast. You're going to talk about a lead magnet, a freebie that you have. Every single week, I want you on that podcast or whatever platform you're using saying, hey, by the way, did you get my freebie about XYZ? Go here to get it. Every week, I want you mentioning it. On social, I want you mentioning your freebie. By the way, did you get my cheat sheet? Make sure to go grab it. Here's where you go. So we're using our weekly original content and our social media to build the number one most important asset in your business, which is your list. Your list will always make you money. 
I love this. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Now, is this your first book, Amy? Yes. All right, good. I just followed you on Amazon while you were talking. Yeah. Which is weird. I've never followed anybody on Amazon. (laughs) That's super cool. I like that. All right. So now as you're building your list, most entrepreneurs or or just business owners that are listening and are people thinking, okay, I want want to do this. I want to try this. Where would we start with building our list? Would we start on social saying, hey, follow me or go on this link? Or how would we start? The first thing you're going to do is you're going to create a really good irresistible lead magnet. So a lead magnet is a freebie, a giveaway. It's a cheat sheet, a checklist, a guide. Maybe if you're into meditation, it's a 10-minute free meditation. Maybe if you're a dog trainer, it's a 10-minute video teaching people how to get their dogs not to jump on people when they walk through the door. So it's something of great value that people would maybe even pay for, but you're giving it away for free. Now, it's not a 50-page ebook because when people create these ebooks that are so intense, or it's not like a two-week free digital course, because what happens is people will get your freebie, they'll go down a rabbit hole and think, this is enough, I'm good, and they don't come up to see what else do you have to offer, which is all your paid stuff. So not think it. about something that's easy to digest, but also incredibly valuable. So you're going to create this lead magnet. And once you have this freebie, then you're going to be mentioning it multiple times a week if you can. It's not uh, build it and they will come. It's build it and then shout it from the rooftops over and over again. Marketing 101 is that people need to hear the offer multiple times before they take action. And those that already got it, they won't care if you keep mentioning it. They know they already have it. But you have to do the work to talk about it. Instagram reels, mention it in your Q&A lives, mention it on your podcast, put it in the bio of social. We want it everywhere and anywhere. Pop-up box on your website. It's important to get it out there. That's the first step to growing your email list. I like that. And my favorite part of that is because I I can relate with what you're saying, which is mention it repeatedly because I've also done was like, okay, it's out now. Everything's going to pour in. Right. Good to go. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen that way. The reason why most people struggle with building their email list is two reasons. Number one, in the beginning, you got to do some work. You got to set up the landing page and you got to get your email service provider and get your lead magnet going and all that good stuff. So there's some work in the beginning. And that's why I walk people through step-by-step in two weeks notice, because you don't learn this stuff in school. Someone's got to teach you it. And I like to virtually hold people's hands through this process. But the second reason most people don't focus on growing their email list is it is a slow go. It's something that I want you to do in the background of your business every single day. But once you do the initial work, it's not like I wake up every morning thinking, how am I going to grow my email list? It's now happening organically in the background of my business. So just know, do the work up front and be patient. Okay. I like this. Let's, if you can, give me some examples of what type of tech do we use here? Do we go to MailChimp, Constant Contact, Active Campaign? I mean, you're the pro here. Help help me and my listeners here. Yes. So that's your email service provider. And you need to have one in order to collect names and emails and also to send emails out as broadcast. I love ConvertKit. ConvertKit is my first choice. I tell all my students about it. What I love about them is that you can use it for free to get started. Once your email list starts to grow, it's really inexpensive and they have amazing customer support. But all the ones you also mentioned are good as well. The software shouldn't stop you in your tracks. I want 24 hours, you choose the software and you just go with it. Really, you can't go wrong these days. There's 
pretty great software for email marketing out there. Nice. So that's the first thing you need. Now, here's the great thing about ConvertKit and a lot of other software that you could use. They give you free templates with your subscription. And by template, I mean an opt-in page, a page that you can set up that you don't need a coder or designer to help you set up. It's a really easy template where you can tell people about your free 10-minute meditation you're giving away for free, let them know what it's all about, and then those names and emails go into your email service provider and an email is sent out automatically with the freebie. So this software helps you do that really easily, but also gives you the pages so you don't have to use another software to do so. Oh, kind of like a, a landing page that mm-hmm. then sends out whatever it is you're going to do as a giveaway. Yes. So all, all right, of that comes with ConvertKit. Nice. Let's talk about giveaway. What was the giveaway that kind of did it for you? You're like, oh, damn, this works. Yes, there's so many different options. When I teach my students to start out simple. So we're going to start out with like a cheat sheet, a checklist, a guide. Those work really well. It's more the topic than anything. So here's how you choose a topic for your lead magnet. You want people to cross the invisible bridge. Now, here's what that means. Okay. If you're eventually going to sell them something, which all of us are if we're in business to make money. So let me give you my example. I teach people how to create digital courses, how to take your knowledge, know-how, and skill set and create a digital course from scratch. That's my program. And so if I had a freebie to attract people who eventually would want to buy this course from me, the freebie is going to be something like how to choose a topic for your digital course. Because walking them across the invisible bridge, here's the question, what do they need to know, believe, understand before they're ever ready to buy from you? What do they need to know, believe, understand before they're ever ready to buy from you? That's your freebie. That's the content you put out every single week so that when they get to the product you want them to buy, they've already changed their belief. They're already bought in. They're already excited. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to create a digital course, if I could get them to choose a topic as my freebie, they're more excited and ready to buy a program that teaches them how to create that course where they've already chosen a topic around. That's what you want to think about. Also, walking them across the invisible bridge, you could create freebies that knock out objections. So if they're like, I don't have enough time, you show them how they can make the time. I don't have enough money, you show them how they can save the money or get the money. So you can also bust out objections as they're walking in across the invisible bridge to get ready to buy whatever it is you offer. I like that. And then let's say we do want to create a digital course, right? Yeah. A lot of our audience is also real estate agents. So maybe a digital course on the process of purchasing a home. Let's just say that. Yeah. Where would we go and build it out? How does that look to you since you've done this often? Yeah. So I am a huge fan of digital courses. And the reason being is that when I first started out, when I left my nine to five job, I did social media for small businesses. And I actually hated working one-on-one with clients. I knew it wasn't scalable. I felt like I was at their beck and call all the time. I didn't know how to set boundaries in the beginning. So it was kind of a disaster. And so I changed my business model two years in to create digital courses to teach people marketing. And what I love about digital courses is that it's one to many. And once you create that digital course, now you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's something that my time at Tony Robbins, he always used to say as entrepreneurs, you need to find ways to stop reinventing the wheel and actually double down on what's already working. And digital courses allow you to do that. So where do you start? It's pretty complicated, which is why I built a digital course to teach people how to create digital courses, very meta. But I think the best place to start is, first of all, 
what type of course would you create? And I'll walk you through this really quickly. Mm -hmm. Is it a starter course where you're just going to teach people like the 101, just how to get started, how to dip their toe into whatever it is you want to teach? So if we use real estate, for example, it's uh, how to find a real estate agent or how to work with a broker. Like we're just going to give you just the basics to how to get started. And the other type of course is a spotlight course where you take one area of your expertise and you go deep. So one of my students, his name is Rob Green. He's a photographer. And during COVID, when he couldn't go out and get gigs, he decided to create his first digital course. And it was how to take flash photography and make it look like natural light. So how to use flash photography to make it look like natural light. That is a spotlight course, very specific. You're shining a light on one area. He had 100 people on his email list, and he was able to make $12,000 with his very first digital course. Yes. And the reason for that is he had a very engaged email list and a very specific product that he knew his audience would want. And so that's a spotlight course. The third type of course is a signature course. I say this is the Mac Daddy of all courses where you're going to give someone a total transformation. They start with nothing. They end with something really valuable. So a starter course, a spotlight course, or a signature course. And you can probably guess that as you go deeper into these courses, you can charge more. Usually with a starter course, you're charging around $100. A spotlight, $250 to $500. A signature course, $500 all the way up to $3,000 or more. So you kind of base your char- your your pricing around how robust the course is going to be. Got it. I like that. That's so cool. A hundred people on the list too. Yeah. So that's proof that you don't need a huge list. You just need an engaged list. Interesting. All right. Let's talk about engagement. How do we create this engagement on the list? Is it just showing up monthly, weekly content matters? What, What does this look like? So when you think about engagement, especially with those on your email list, the first thing is you do need to be consistent. So I tell all my students, I want you emailing your list every single week. I don't care if you have 10 people on your list or 10,000 every single week starting now. Now, the big question is, but Amy, what am I emailing them? Well, it comes back to that weekly original content. If you are podcasting every single week, then every single week you're emailing your list, letting them know you have a new podcast and letting them know why they would think it's valuable. And so my Thursday morning email Every single week, rain or shine is encouraging people to go download my podcast. Now, if I email any other time during that week, it's usually some kind of promotion, but I try to stick with the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, I'm just offering value. 20% of the time, I'm selling and promoting. So there's many weeks that I don't sell anything, but I'm still emailing every Thursday. So emailing every single week. Now, how do you get that engagement up? First, you got to look at your metrics. Are people opening up your email? We're going to look at open rate. And we're going to look at click-through rate. The average open rate of an email is around 20%. If 20% of your list is opening up that email, you're doing pretty well. You can increase that by studying subject lines, making sure you're using language that they would respond to, and just really uh, paying attention to what works. The other thing is that click-through rate. 
this is kind of daunting, but only about 2% of people will actually click what's ever in your email. And I know that sounds very frustrating, but the email alone is just a great reminder to go listen to my podcast, whether they click and go listen right now, or maybe they listen later, but you're looking at open rates and click-through rates and just making sure that they're staying steady or increasing. That way, you know, you're engaging with your audience. I like that. All right. I'm on your website right now. I'm seeing a few things that I like. This is why I'm showing it. Okay. Grab a free seat on the top right. Tell me about that. So right now I'm in my book launch for two weeks notice and I'm doing a free training on Monday, which is in just a few days, but it's also a list builder. So to get a free seat into my training from employee to entrepreneur, you have to sign up and give your name and email. So I'll build my list and nurture those that join on my list, but also I've got this free training. So I tend to have always have something where people can sign up for for free. I like this. Super smart because a lot of us create the content and never say, hey, by the way, I'm creating this or I'm doing this. Jump in. This is awesome. I just, by the way, I just joined you watching. Uh, well, thanks. Can't wait to see you there. So, <laughs> now let me go back though, because I think your website is absolutely awesome. Home podcast about Amy book. Awesome. Learn with Amy tools of the trade. When it comes to courses, would it be learn with Amy? Is that where I'm going? Yeah. So let's talk about that because I have, first of all, if those who can't see the first thing you could see is there's three different ways to join my email list with value. I never say join my newsletter. No one wants to join a newsletter. There's nothing interesting about that. So I have different signups based on where you are in your journey as an entrepreneur. But then below the freebies, I have courses. And one of them is List Builder Society, how to grow your list from scratch. But that's on Evergreen. I don't live launch it. You can get into my free training at any time. I'll tell you about the program if you want to buy it. Great. That happens every single day. But then I also have Systems That Scale, another program that's on Evergreen. So I don't live launch it. That's how to get all the systems in your business up and running. And then I have Digital Course Academy. And this is the one that I only do once a year. It's a live launch. It's a live course. I go through the course with my students for nine weeks or 10 weeks. And so that one's just a wait list. So anyone who wants to get in that, they have to join the wait list. I love what I'm looking at here. It's like, any type of business can do this. We just have to take the time to look at what we're great at and dig deeper and say, well, let's make a course out of this or let's make a newsletter out of this. Yes, right? absolutely. There's so much content that everyone has. They just kind of feel a little bit limited sometimes. I think one of the challenges that comes up is, I, Amy, how do I create all this content? How do I know what to even put out there? And this, that is another huge chapter in my book, creating content, planning content, getting clear on your message, what to post, when to post. I get into all of that. You know, coming from a content background, it's one of the most important things that I think I do in my business. But you have to start to think about where your audience is right now, getting clear on your ideal customer avatar. And so who is she or who is he? How can you serve them? What's keeping them up at night? What do they worry about? Where can you solve their problems? There's so much content in that. But if you're struggling with what kind of content do I create? I think yeah. you need to back up and think, 
Who are you serving? Let's learn about them more. Let's put out some polls. Let's put out some surveys. Let's start listening more than we talk so we can understand who we serve and you will be flooded with content ideas. I like that. All right. Let's talk about, because I think that would be chapter four-ish or five, a U factor, right? Yes. Yes. And I wrote it down in my notes because I wanted to talk about the U factor. I see that we hear, well, you need to be authentic. You need to be more you. But there's never an explanation behind it. I want to know your take. How do we show up as ourselves more often? Ooh, such a great question. So yeah, I talk about the you factor in the book because a lot of people that I work with, they'll say, Amy, I want to start a business. I want to go big, but everything I want to do, it's already being done. So I look around and I think, oh my gosh, that guy's doing it. That girl's doing it. They're making lots of money. There's no room for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember having that feeling about 14 years ago when I first came on the scene, I taught Facebook marketing at a time when Mari Smith was teaching Facebook marketing. She still does, but that's when Facebook was huge and she was the absolute top of the top with all Facebook marketing. And so I I could have easily thought Mari's got this cornered. She's got such a huge audience. There's no room for me. However, I did it different. And I knew I only needed a tiny sliver of the internet to pay attention for me to make good money. She could still be way more successful than me, but I still could make a really great living. And so I think that's a mindset shift we all need to make. There's over 7 billion people in this world. There's absolutely room for you. And you need a tiny sliver of the internet to pay attention to make a great living. So that's the first thing. And then also, how do you be authentically you? Well, first, you've got to get really clear about what you stand for, who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in. And you have to be willing to show up as yourself, no matter what. I didn't do this in the beginning because I came from corporate. I always thought that I had to be buttoned up business jacket, like blazer, really professional, you know, perfect lighting, perfect camera. Just like I had to have it dialed in. Now you might look at me now and be like, Amy, your camera's pretty good and your lighting's pretty good. I'm also 14 years in, so it better be like I've been doing this for a long time, but now I'll make mistakes and I'll just keep them in the podcast. I'll fumble over things and just be okay with it. I don't edit everything out anymore. I don't clean everything up because I really do believe people just want to see who you are. And so just let it be however you want to put it out there and you will love your business because every day you're not putting up a fake persona. So I think it's important and it's something that we kind of have to ease into It's not easy being 100% ourselves all the time when we're under a microscope on video and everyone's kind of criticizing what we're doing. So I get the struggle, but I want to really encourage you, just show up as you are, no matter what. Yeah, I like that. I think the more you show up, the more comfortable you get with just being you. Yep, that's true. The more you do it, I think it's putting in the reps that really makes a difference. Yeah, Um, that's a really good one. Like exercising, man, I like that. And and you aren't for everyone, right? Uh, That's yes. So tell me about that. Huge theme in the book. So I, at one point I had posted something online and it was some kind of strategy I was explaining. And this guy just could not handle what I had to say. He was so mad at me for my strategy. He thought it was stupid. He didn't like it. So he just kind of went off in the comments. And then a few other people chimed in and they agreed with him. Now it was probably three or four people. It felt like three or 4,000 people when I saw it. I'm very sensitive. And so when I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, everyone hates me online. So I call up my good friend, Jasmine Starr, and I start complaining to her about this. And she laughed and she's like, you ain't for everyone, boo. 
And that was the first thing she said. And I thought, oh, why would I think that everybody would like me online? Like that is not how business works. And so when I was able to get okay, not totally comfortable, but okay with negative comments, people not agreeing with me, I realized I'm just going to focus on the people that I am here for. I can't make everybody happy online. The challenge was in the beginning, I really wanted to, and I watered down my message. I became more vanilla in what I had to say because I was scared of ruffling feathers. Then I realized I'm going to be lost in the sea of online noise if I don't put a stake in the ground and tell people what I stand for. So I'd rather people not like you so that you can find the people that need you than you worrying about everyone liking you. It's absolutely impossible. And uh, I think this is a great reminder. I don't like everybody. You don't like everybody. So why do we think everybody should like us? It's That's just not normal. I think you should be kind to everybody, but you don't necessarily need to jump into all their content and do all the things that they're offering. Yeah, very good point on that. We don't like everyone. I never thought about it that way. But I still struggle with that. I have a large audience. And when I post up stuff and somebody says something mean, I mean, it hurts sometimes. It does. I I totally agree. And unfortunately, that's part of doing business online. It's it's really Mm -hmm. unfortunate that some people think that they need to spend their day being jerks online. And there's a lot of jerks online. But at the same time, I can't let them mess up my momentum. I'm on a mission. I'm changing lives. I'm helping people leave their nine to five jobs, build beautiful businesses that crash through the glass ceiling. I know my why. I'm very clear. So on the days that my worries knock me down, that guy said this, that girl doesn't like me. On the days that my worries knock me down, I let my why pick me back up and push me back out because I'm on a mission. So anybody who's really struggling with caring what people think, and believe me, I still care. I I can't make that go away. I just can't dwell on it. If you care deeply about what other people think and it's stopping you from doing the things you need to do to build your business, we need to get a clear why. Because if your why is so clear and it hits you to the bone, then you are not going to let anybody stand in the way, especially a negative comment. That's a really good one. It's so true. I think when we truly dig into why we're doing this and why it's important to us, we're going to have bad days, but at least we can get back up and be like, that's right. I'm not going to stop. So amazing point on that. Let's go back to what I noticed when I was digging through everything and now talking to you, it's very apparent. You are definitely driving everyone to one place. Like all roads lead to Rome. Yes, very true. That I don't always see. I see some creators, some digital marketers, some people are very scattered. So tell me about that because I think that's probably one of the biggest secrets to your success. You do lead everyone here, but I feel like it's the podcast through the newsletter, but what what are you leading people to that has allowed you to grow to this scale? So I'll tell you my customer journey, and then I'll tell you my philosophy behind that. So now that I have the book two weeks notice, this is essentially what it looks like. Someone picks up my book two weeks notice, and then they realize I have a podcast, online marketing made easy. So they get on my podcast and the podcast might become before the book. Those could easily be interchangeable because they're pretty, the book's super inexpensive and the podcast is free. So they get into my funnel that way. From there, I will encourage them to get into some of my lead magnets, experience some of my free content, and eventually they will find my list building course. I've got this free training all about list building. 
that's where I will direct people to. I'll mention it on my podcast. They'll get an email about it once they're on my list. So all roads then at that point, when they're in my community, they lead to list building. Cause I believe that's the mm. first thing you need to do as an entrepreneur is build that list. Most people have waited way too long to do so. I made that same mistake. I'm helping people not make the same mistake I made. So once they get into list building, From there, the next step is, okay, now you're ready to create a course. Now that you know how to build your audience, let's take your expertise and turn it into something you could scale because you could start a business with a course or you can enhance a business with a course. And so it's book, podcast, list building, digital course creation. All while I'm adding value every single week on my podcast, being their go-to source. And so that's essentially what it looks like. But here's my philosophy. Do less to make more. From early on in entrepreneurship, I realized that if I just do a few things really, really well, I could make a lot of money and a lot of impact. So I only actually sell two courses actively. I know you saw three on that page. Systems at scale is not something that we actively put our effort into. It's list building and digital course creation. There's no mistake that that's what I'm known for. If you're in the industry long enough and someone says, do you know someone who could teach me how to build an email list? My name will be at that top of the list. Do you know someone who could teach me how to create a digital course? My name will be at the top of the list. Do you know someone who can teach me memberships? My name will not be there. How about someone that can help me do a mastermind? I will not be there. Do you know a one-on-one coach? My name will not be mentioned. And that is by design. I just want to be known for one or two things so my name comes up when it matters. And you do that by not offering all these things where people are like, what is she known for? What does she do? Mm. You've got to focus on your core competencies and do them really, really well. So I think that's why I've been able to grow a multi-million dollar business because I do less in order to make more. I like that. We can all learn from that one, Amy. I, I like that a lot. That's good. All right. So with this book, what's, how do you see it helping other people? What, what was the reasoning behind creating this and saying, okay, now you read it. Yes. So 14 years ago, when I left my last nine to five job, I was terrified. I had no idea how to build an online business and I was confused at every turn. And I really struggled with imposter syndrome. Who am I to be doing this? I don't know enough. I'm not enough to figure this out. So not only did I really struggle mentally with entrepreneurship, but also with the tactics. I didn't know how to create an email list. I didn't know what was needed on a website. I didn't know how to create content like that on my own. So everything that I struggled with, I put it in a step-by-step guide. I wrote the book that I wish I had 14 years ago when I first was thinking about leaving my job, because those of you listening now who still are in a nine-to-five job, there's a very specific, powerful way to create a runway to leave so that when you actually drive out of that parking lot for the last time, your business is going to thrive. And so I wanted people to know all the things I struggled with and how to overcome them. And I also, one more thing, when Tony had that focus meeting and brought in those online marketers, I didn't know there was a whole world out there waiting for me. I didn't know I could bust through glass ceilings. I didn't know that I could be my own boss. And I didn't know I could create a lifestyle that literally would blow my mind. I want to reach somebody who's in a cubicle right now who has no idea that this world exists, but she wants something more and different and she deserves it. I want to be like, hey, there's this whole other world. Come on over because I could show you how to create a lifestyle by your own design. So I had that moment 
And I want to give other people that moment as well. That's awesome. I love that. I love how you created this step-by-step processing. These are the things that I struggled with. And now you don't have to struggle with them as much, right? Yes. You may you may still have the imposter syndrome because I think we all do, but here's how to get over it, right? Absolutely. Take, here, here are the action steps to just get into it. Where do you gravitate to on social media right now the most? Instagram. I started a TikTok channel and I kind of hate it. I love watching TikTok. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm never going to be the girl that dances to TikTok songs. I'm yeah. never going to be super silly online. I'm not overly entertaining in my social. That's just who I am. So uh, if you ha- see me dancing, I'm faking it. And I don't want to fake it. <laughs> so. I do social media on my terms. And for a long time, I felt like I wasn't good enough for it. But then I thought, screw this. I'm just going to figure out how I can do it. And my safe place for me is Instagram. I engage a lot with my audience. I get a lot of traction. So I'm on a lot of social, but that's the one that really speaks to me. It, It makes me feel more like myself. Yeah, I definitely see you there a lot, which is great. And Instagram is a great platform as well. How are you using Instagram right now to help you grow the perception of Amy being a pro in what you want to be a pro at? So there's a really cool strategy I'm using that I absolutely love, and it's with chatbots. Now, if you asked me a few years ago if I would have ever used a chatbot, I'd say, no way. It's not personal. It's annoying. People want to talk to someone. However, I've started working with this woman, Natasha Willis, and she's got this company called School of Bots that I absolutely love. Tell her I sent you if you go check it out because she'll totally take care of you. But she's got this program where she sets up a whole bot strategy for Instagram where let's say if you came to one of my uh, posts and you typed in the word book, you would get a DM. They said, hey, I'm so excited you're interested in my book. Here's all the places you can buy it. And when you do buy it, go to twoweeksnoticebook.com because I've got bonuses for you. And then the bot chat checks in with them a day later. Did you grab the book? And if not, here's another link. Let me know if you need anything. And it has been working so incredibly well to grow my email list because there's different bots that encourage them to put their email list in to get the bonuses but also just engaging with my audience at a whole other level. Mm. So these are things that I love to explore and just kind of see what's working. But this whole bot strategy with DMs has been a game changer for me on Instagram. I love that a lot. Now I'm now I'm checking you out on yeah. Instagram. I may yeah. just type in books, okay? Yeah, do it. Try it. All right. I'm on here and I also see a link, a uh, link tree link. Yes. And you've got a few things on there. Tell me about that. Yeah. So on Instagram, instead of just putting one link in my bio, which could be really powerful right now, I'm marketing a book. So I could just link to my book page, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. I recently did a really cool interview with Ed Milet and I wanted to um, highlight that. I've got a live event coming up for those who buy my book. So I want to highlight that. So different things I highlight through Linktree, but the most, and Linktree basically allows you to have different links once they click that link in bio. But I put the most important things at the top, knowing that most people aren't going to scroll down. And so it's just a way to get a lot of different awesome content out there. I like it. All right. I'm checking it out now. What state are you in or what what city? I'm in Nashville. 
Yeah. Is that where you grew up or? No, I grew up in Orange County, California. And then I lived in San Diego when I worked with Tony for so long. And then my husband and I decided during COVID, like everyone else, we needed to change. And so he retired as a San Diego firefighter. I became his sugar mama and we moved to Nashville where (laughs) we live now and really, really loving it. Although nothing compares to Southern California weather. I still miss my palm trees. Yeah, it's it's nice. I'm in LA, so I know. Oh, are you? Okay, so you know. Oh, love that Southern California weather. Yeah, but Nashville, the people are amazing there. Nicest it's- people I've ever met. You are so right. I love that. I love that area. All right, so what's next for you? Like, you've got your book. Your podcast is doing great. You've got events. Courses are on fire. What's next for Amy? I'm really looking forward to the new people coming into my community. I want to help them build businesses. I want to help them create those courses eventually. So I have a lot of newbies coming into my world with my book now. And so I'm excited to just nurture all these new people into the online world and just show them what's possible. I love that. I want to bring you on to Instagram Live to talk about, because I think this is like a whole nother 20 minutes, to talk about your journey uh, through, through this, through becoming who you are, but on the emotional side, because we take so many hits. So true. And I, I want to talk about that because in the book, you mentioned the, the imposter syndrome. You mentioned it in a different way, and I can't think of what way it was, but you do mention that. And I think part of that builds, part of that syndrome builds when people talk shit about you or they say negative things mm-hmm. like, hey, that's not going to work. You're trying that? You're going to do that? Yeah. Right. I want to talk about that. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. I really struggled with that. And I'll save it for Instagram live, but I have a story of why I wasn't publishing anything because of that imposter syndrome. So we'll talk about that. Damn. All right. So it helped you back. Okay, good. It helped me back too. So there you go. We can relate. Yeah. I got you. All right. Where do people go and find more about you? And where do we get your book? So you could buy my book wherever books are sold, independent bookstores, I would prefer so we can give them our love, but wherever you get books and then go to twoweeksnoticebook.com to get my bonuses. Thank you so much for asking. Awesome. Amy, this was fun. Thank you for doing it. It was fun. I really enjoyed myself. It's so fun to talk to you again. Thanks again. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.